0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio.
1: Welcome to the High Velocity Radio show where we celebrate top performers producing better results in less time. Stone Peyton here with you this afternoon. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, founding partner with Olive Tree Ridge, Mr. Mike Davis. Good afternoon, sir.
0: Good afternoon, Stone.
1: So I I have a lot of questions. I suspect we won't get to them all, but I think maybe a really good place to start would be, if you could articulate for me and our listeners, mission, purpose, what are you and your team really out there trying to do for folks, Mike?
0: Yeah, um, that's that's a great place to start. Uh, We are out there, I would say, almost myopically focused on making sure that Women and immigrant founders are able to access capital markets, right? Yeah, it's just really unfortunate the amount of systemic barriers that prevent high-caliber women and high-caliber immigrants who are running amazing businesses from accessing equity capital, debt capital, or uh, related instruments. Uh, it's 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 quite. Obfuscated. It's a very sort of murky um, industry that uh, very few people understand.
1: So when you say systemic, that suggests to me, uh, and I'm a middle aged white guy who's made a little money, okay, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but 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 it suggests to me that this the, the challenges here are well beyond just you know like a simple racist kind of thing. It's more complicated than that, isn't it? That's
0: absolutely right. Like, by no means uh, is this a commentary about racism. This is a commentary about, um, you know, sort of asymmetry of information, access to information, um, and sort of how do you tilt the scales in favor of uh, these incredible entrepreneurs? And, and 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 again, doing so systemically, meaning repeatedly, uh, making sure that that you are, that we here at OTR, that what what we're doing here is, you know, more teaching and guiding along with the traditional services of investment banking, asset management, et cetera.
1: So how did you get on this path?
0: (laughs) Uh, It's a long journey, um, but I think it starts with that I myself am an immigrant, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you cannot tell by my name, Mike Davis, but I'm 100% <laughs> uh, Persian. Uh, my parents um, immigrated to this country, just like millions of others after the Iranian revolution. And uh, and it was tough. Right? It was brutal. It's especially pronounced when you're in a new country, new language, and new uh, environment, really, um, and I guess, really, n- definition of success, right? Right. Eluded me for the longest time, right? And I mean, the kind of pillars are there, right? The foundational understanding is there. Like you, you need to get a good education. You need to be hardworking. You need to be out there and you know, kind of toiling, um, sharpening your spear, if you will. But like, how the the, the means by which making that journey sort of easier. Uh, less onerous or even having something as simple as a mentor or a guidepost along the journey would uh, would have been hugely beneficial. So um, so that's what I'm doing, right? Uh started the company in 2019 after I don't know 13 14 businesses of my own H- having started 13 to 14 businesses of my own and realizing you know it's time for me to sort of give back. And you know my my fortunes are, are are not quite made yet, but uh you know, how do I do so by upskilling and sort of illuminating the way for others right so that they can continue doing the good work that they are doing
1: so as you were kind of describing your backstory, I was trying to um to kind of get in the other person's shoes a little bit, and I was trying to envision myself even with my experience base. Trying to go to Persia and access capital. I mean, just even just that one thing alone, like I would be right. So there's there's some culture, geographical. There's there's there are a lot of what do you call them systemic barriers, aren't there?
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, if you if you take just that example alone, right? You you know, for, <laughs> step one in that process is getting to Iran, right? <laughs> right. Where 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 are you going to go? Right? Is it Esfahan? Is it Tehran? Is it Shiraz? Like is it a is it a regional city? Uh and, and then who do you who do you talk to? What's the what's how are meetings conducted? Right? Like very basic questions that a lot of folks um who are native to America and have mentors and and uh again guideposts that they can follow mm-hmm. um along their journey, take for granted, really, or or assume as a Ever-present, you know, prerequisite.
1: So it's one thing for someone like you to have the, the drive, the passion, the ethos, the mindset, the the sense of purpose to to go down this path and serve these constituencies. I, I would think it's quite another to recruit, develop, train, and and, and continue to uh, sustain a culture that lives into the to the values that you want them to live into and engages in the operational disciplines the way you want them to can you speak a little bit to to that side of the business because it's got to go beyond mike i'm sure
0: yeah um the the good news is that i have some really smart friends and i've met some very dedicated folks along the way to um help me achieve this at scale um but the sort of early days You know, it was as it was as simple or as basic as are you female? Are you an immigrant? If yes, the conversation can continue like this very (laughs) basic flow chart um, that then over time becomes more nuanced. Right. Are you coachable? Is the business that you're building something that would benefit society? Right. Are your capital needs such that like bootstrapping does not make as much sense as taking on outside capital, right? These are the types of considerations that um, get built over time. But the other thing that happens over time is, you know, so the ecosystem or let's say the network is almost self-selecting, right? Like great entrepreneurs know great entrepreneurs, Mm. great female entrepreneurs know other great female entrepreneurs. So, you know, it makes part of my job easy and that I don't spend as much time as one would imagine you would need to on uh business development sales etc it's more around vetting and making sure that that quality bar remains high
1: and then the people around you who are on your on your team you've got to uh you got to you got to recruit and develop there uh, you got to pay some special attention there too don't you
0: yeah, that's right. That, that Absolutely right. And, and, you know, one of the things that I talk about um, with operators, but also try to, you know, sort of like take those lessons in myself is find analogous business models, find analogous systems networks that are doing what it is that you hope to do. And I was really fortunate to um, get my MBA at a school called INSEAD. Um, it's a it's a business school located in France and in Singapore. And there, one of the most interesting things about INSEAD is that you know, just like a lot of their peer top tier schools in the world, they they um, promote about one thousand students a year, five hundred per promotion. But they make sure that no more than ten percent of the class is any one nationality. And so mm. I'm like, wow, that is that is really interesting, right? That that what is that experience like? And and fortunately, I had the uh, ability to attend and graduate. And I see now the benefit of that diverse thinking, that global mindset, um, and really gives me a model to um, to use when building. Olive tree ridge and and expanding it.
1: So now that you've been uh, engaged in this pursuit for a while, what are you, what are you enjoying the most, man? What's the most rewarding about the work?
0: Uh, I, I gotta say, I love my clients, right? Like it's, it's, it's quite comforting to know that I have built a business serving the folks that I, want to be like right it's 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 quite interesting to um have a service uh mentality right i am i exist to serve my clients and the kind of benefits the the positive externalities of that is like you know just like any other parent out there my kids um, will run into the office and, you know, they're excited to share something with me. They don't know what my meeting schedule looks like. They don't know if I'm available or not, but it doesn't matter, right? Because the folks that I'm, you know, talking to inevitably themselves are parents. They are, you know, folks that understand what this, you know, I hate using the phrase new normal, but what this kind of like hybrid work situation really looks and feels like. And that like, you know, being a good father, being a good husband is part and parcel to being a good operator.
1: Okay, let's talk about the work a little bit, especially the early stages of it. If you could just kind of describe what what happens if someone begins to tap into your work, those early conversations, walk us through a little bit of that process, if you would.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think first and foremost we're talking about what does the world look like if you're successful and that's that's just a very open ended question kind of almost on purpose i want to see where that conversation goes and if uh if it's about self enrichment like i think that it's going to be a rather short conversation <laughs> um but uh you know if it, it, if you're telling me a story about what the world looks like and it aligns with what I hope the world looks like or is additive to, you know, what I hope the world looks like in the future or the future of my kids. Um, so that's, you know, we're, we're getting there. That's one check in the check box. The other is, you know, sort of coachability and sort of flexibility of thinking that growth mindset. Some people call it lifelong learning you know, are you open to hearing that perhaps you don't have all the answers? And I'm not saying that I would be the provider of that gap or or bridging the entirety of that gap. But, you know, as I introduce you through my network and, you know, again, like I said, my friends are all smarter than I am. As I introduce you to my friends, um, how's that going to go? So we sort of talk through some scenarios. And then the sort of the brass tacks of it comes down to, how much capital are you looking to raise, right? Some of that is stage dependent. Some of that is how capital intensive of a business are you running? And then it, you know, really falls into sort of three, and this is why OTR is broken up into the three kind of business units that we have, asset management, investment banking, and CEO coaching. If your business falls within the guardrails of one of our existing funds one of our existing sort of sectors or geographies of focus, and we are able to, you know, play the role of investor, we will explore that path. If that is not true, or perhaps like for, you know, a multitude of other reasons, you would like different capital um, than what we would be able to provide, uh, then perhaps you are a better fit for our investment banking business. And there we would use our relationships um, to source either equity or debt or again some hybrids um, um, financing structures on your behalf and then the third um, business unit and then the primary reason why the third one exists is if you are earlier stage than that you are high potential business great founder great work ethic great kind of like global mindset um, but you're just early, right, um, then we will talk about a coaching relationship. How do we get you to ultimately become bankable or become an investment-grade opportunity for a venture fund or a private equity fund or whatever?
1: So it makes perfect sense to me that you would uh, be working with some people who may just have a, a gap in information, just a lack of knowledge on some of these topics. But I, I wonder if you don't sometimes – run into people that think they have information and <laughs> they do, but it's just, I don't know if it's, if it, it's a myth, a misconception, an assumption, just some things that people feel like they know about this arena. And then over and over again, you ha you, you sort of run into the same thing and you have to sort of get them back on track. Are there misconceptions and, and myths in your world around these topics? Oh,
0: absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. The ease of fundraising is one of them right like god bless TechCrunch, but you know not every (laughs) single company is destined to become a unicorn right just because you and your buddies sit in starbucks and have a latte does not mean that whatever discussion you're having um will result in an investment grade opportunity for investors right that that, those are things that you know the culture the media right that, that all are you know sort of um, they play a role in that narrative, you know, and and, and I, I, I look at it as it's my job to share with you my opinion and share with you some of the underlying data that I'm using to form that opinion. And, you know, again, the thing that I uh, say is like, listen, you're entitled to your own opinion. You are not entitled to your own facts. Right. <laughs> and so if we have divergent opinions and you don't think that we're going to be helpful to you or you don't want it, you don't want to be flexible in that thinking, you know, there's perhaps other ways that you're going to see success.
1: You know, it also strikes me you when you were speaking a little bit earlier about bringing uh, different kinds of resources and opportunities to, to bear, you must from time to time kind of be quarterback. You must have people, uh, trusted advisors that are outside of your domain of expertise and experience that you'll bring in to help shore things up. Is that accurate? Do you find yourself working with other practitioners and other domains to pull this off and really help?
0: Hundred percent, Stone. That is that is a hundred percent. Like this is not a one. Um, winner takes all right this is not a zero sum game right imagine imagine it right if i'm if I'm successful, then I'm introducing companies that are further along in their trajectory that have posted up amazing metrics and that become quite interesting for asset managers with perhaps later stage strategies than mine right and the vice versa is also true right that maintaining that relationship or those relationships within capital markets, within, you know, uh, other trades, transaction support folks is important because sometimes they don't, you know, others are having conversations that don't exactly fit their box and they want to be helpful and, you know, again, create value in in, in the ecosystem, you know, in its totality. Uh, And so there's there's kind of like three different conversations happening. One with the potential opera uh, with with the operator. Um, the second one is with capital partners we might introduce to them, or third is capital partners that we don't even know yet, but we know would be better suited than the ones that we have existing relationships with. So it's sort of like the uh, Glen Gary Glenn Ross uh, notion. Always be selling,
1: right? Mm -hmm. You
0: are always expanding that network. Every conversation has a potential of being productive. Perhaps not today, but definitely if you take a long view.
1: All right, before we wrap, let's leave our female, our immigrant entrepreneurs, and let's be honest, anyone who is listening and is willing to grow and learn, they're going to benefit as well. Let's leave them with a couple of pro tips, something to be thinking about, reading, doing, not doing. Uh, Yeah, let's leave them with a couple of actionable things to kind of help them on this path.
0: How about we narrow it down to three tips? Okay, perfect. If you are early stage, if you are thinking about an idea, if you are trying to maybe take your first few steps, what I would encourage you to do is stop reading news and uh, others' opinions of the industry and think about what is the problem that you are solving and how does your solution solve that problem in a way that incumbent solutions are not, right? And so mm-hmm. really getting into that mindset of, like, where is the white space or sort of the, the negative answer, um, the the Opposite um, of the question. Answer the opposite of the question. So that will help uh, help you advance your thinking. So that's uh, a pro tip for early stage founders. For those who are um, looking to get perhaps some third party assistance with capital uh, raises uh, or you know equity or debt, it doesn't matter. Not all investment banks are the same, and choosing your investment bank. Um, the, the investment bank that you want to work with has more to do with the chemistry that you have with the investment bank than it has to do with the brand name of the investment bank. And again, this is no slight against some of my more recognizable IB buddies, but it has to do with what's the likelihood that the investment bank understands where you are at and is willing to put in the work, right? There is there, you know, just like, just like all fundraising is not as easy as TechCrunch suggests, right? Not all investment banking mandates go and get completed in, you know, matter of weeks. Sometimes it's a grind. Is the, is the bank that you're talking to, the investment banker that you're talking to, kind of shaped and configured such that they are willing to, you know, grind it out with you? Um, so that's uh, maybe for the uh, folks that are uh, looking for uh, bankers. And then lastly, for, for those who are, you know, considering taking capital from a fund, I would almost suggest the same thing, same advice, except slightly different, right? Getting uh, investment from a brand name firm, certainly helpful, but um, think about where you are as a business and where your gaps are. Where are your flanks exposed? And will that venture capital firm, will that venture capital partner, it comes down to that person that you have or likely to have the strongest relationship with. Are they someone who is a capable, be willing to, you know, kind of shore up the flanks along alongside you, right? After getting the capital, you still got a business to run, right? There's still (laughs) day-to-day challenges. So, so think about that, right? So, you know, maybe not so obvious, uh, um pieces of advice there. But, but maybe that's three things.
1: Well, and you bring up such an important point. When you start down this path as an entrepreneur, you still got your day job. Uh, so try to pull this off on your own. I mean, no, you need the guidance and expertise of somebody like Mike and, and his team. Where can our listeners uh connect with you, tap into your work and, and, and learn more? What's the best way for them to do that?
0: Uh so so two ways. One, email. Just shoot me an email, mike at olivetreeridge.com. Super straightforward. Um the second way, LinkedIn. We post a, a ton of material on LinkedIn. Um hopefully it's valuable to you. And uh, you know, and and, and introduce yourself. Don't don't be a stranger.
1: Marvelous. Well, Mike, it has been an absolute delight having you on the show this afternoon. Thanks for joining us, and and thank you for the work you're doing, man. You are putting a dent in this universe, and uh, we sincerely appreciate you.
0: Well, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on the show, Stone. I appreciate
1: it. My pleasure. All right. Until next time. This is Stone Peyton for our guest today, Mike Davis, founding partner with Olive Tree Ridge and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you in the fast lane.